Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful Arsenio ZSL podcast. And today we're getting into the second segment of Stress to the Limit. So today, man, we got to talk about the jobs that are the most stressful now. Now, in your opinion, what are the three most stressful jobs? Let's break these down. Let me give you some of these jobs. An accountant, an air traffic controller, airline pilot, architect, computer programmer, journalist, firefighter, factory work and event coordinator, doctor, corporate executive, lawyer, military general, which is very funny given the state of what is happening out here in Thailand right now, pilot, police officer, public relations executive, secretary, soldier, stockbroker, taxi driver, teacher, telephonist, which I have no idea what the hell that is, or a waiter. Now, again, all of these are debatable because obviously I think working in corporate America and having a manager and being a pharmacist or a pharmacist tech working in a hospital, I think these are some of the most toxic jobs in all of the world. I've never, the only place that I went to where people actually treated each other very nicely was a place where I got my chest x-ray about 10 years ago in Las Vegas, Nevada. I walked in and there was a radiologist, a real, you know, long haired guy that had a personality out of this world. And he would always like make jokes with the girls living up, you know, who were working at the front desk. It was just amazing to see that type of environment. But there are other environments that are just beyond toxic. So if we look at an accountant, at an accountant, if we look at what they must accomplish, I have a lot of accountant students. Uh, I'm teaching an accountant, as a matter of fact. She lives in Thailand, working at an international school. And you can imagine the types of stress in terms of uh, negotiation tactics that she must learn to be able to negotiate with some of the international school students' parents, not only with ob the obvious um, you know, things that come with having international school students and them always saying, oh, you need to do this, do that, Parents, of course, always know best somehow. But also the fact that Thailand is going through very trying times right now and people just aren't able to make ends meet. So you have to develop that empathy and that sympathy, something that just is non-existent in a lot of human beings out here, right? And around the world in general, right? But nonetheless, it could be very difficult, right? Air traffic controller. Have you ever been in one of those? Have you ever seen an air traffic controller working in a way where they have to navigate, they have to direct airplanes. I mean, it must be so unbelievably difficult to have a job like that. Airline pilots, absolutely. Probably terrifying more than, uh, more, more cases than not. Um, you know, architect, probably not so much. Corporate executive, well, it's all about bullying when it comes to him, no offense. Uh, doctor, well, it just depends where you are. Uh, in Thailand right now, in the likes of India and Brazil, doctors and nurses, they're working probably up to 20 hours a week because of what is happening right now, uh, you know, when it comes to COVID and whatnot. Um, event coordinators, you have no idea. I mean, guys, if we just break this down and break down the jobs and whatnot, I mean, the three most, the least stressful jobs, to be honest, maybe a computer a programmer, but I could be wrong. A secretary, if you're not being bullied by your boss, and a journalist, because you're the one that always has the last say and you're just spreading toxic. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying that all journalists are bad, but I've never met a journalist that spreads positivity, right? It's a field where 
you know, in America, they send journalists to different parts of the world to document live events of people either being tortured or people going through starvation, yet they're just there to get their story so that they could broadcast their story to the world so that they could make money off their story. I mean, it's, it's a really, it's a, it's a profession that has gone from, okay, let's present this, you know, the news to let me present my agenda, although the people who I saw, they're probably not going to live past today. I mean, it's just sick. You know what I mean? I'm just journalism and anything in regards to mass media. I think they are destroying society. But what I want to get into, now that we've talked about jobs, we have to look at it and in a way that perhaps, you know, things are, uh, you know, stress maybe is a good thing. But before we do that, I want to match some phrases with some of these definitions. So this is going to be very good for you guys. If you are looking for different types of vocabulary terms, phrases and stuff at work, either whether it's for your writing and meetings, business English in general, or English in general, right? So what I have here, I have A, linked to, B, root cause of, C, overwork, such as what I've already talked about. D, performance-related pay. Those are, what is it? Um, performance indicators. QPI? I forgot what it is. QPI, API, performance indicators. So basically, based on your performance, that's, they're going to debate whether or not you, de uh, you deserve a raise or not. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's, that's really tough, right? You see that a lot in banks and you know, especially sales, right? How about staff turnover? Now, let's get into staff turnover. I'm gonna give you the definitions and everything, but I got stories that go along with, obviously, some of these phrases. Now, if you go to a place and the staff turnover, let me give you an example. I went into a tutorial center, maybe end of 2016, if, no, yeah, beginning of 2016, before I quit, because based on, you know, racial discrimination, the students were absolutely disgusting human beings. Oh my God, they hated the, oh my God. You have no idea how difficult it was being a brown guy in this country from 2013 to 2017. Um, but if you go into a job, let me give you an example. If you go into a job, okay, and such as what I did, and I went into the teacher's room and you go into a conference room, and you ask everyone, hey, everyone, my name is da, 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 how long have you guys been working here? If you hear 10 years, if you hear 15 years, that place probably has a good reputation in terms of retaining their staff. But if there is a high staff turnover ratio, such as that language center that I had walked in, I said, how long have you been here? Two months. How long have you been here? Three months. How long have you been here? Four months. That language center wasn't built overnight. That thing has been longstanding for more than a half decade. And that pretty much summed up exactly why I ended up obviously, um, you know, quitting that job based on, and let me give you the main reason why I ended up quitting this job. I mean, it's the craziest story ever. Um, the CEO of the company, there was a guy named Josh. He was American, loved him. CEO of the company, he was British, right? Now, I think it takes one to attract one. So whatever energy you're putting out into the world, that's what you're going to attract, right? That is the basic law of vibration. So I remember Josh at the time said, hey, Arsenio, you know, and again, I was becoming even more and more stressed based on some of the students out there. And I'm not going to name any nationalities, but let's just say they were different, part, different parts of Asia. 
And it was just, it was repulsive. Let's just put it that way. But going back to the whole Josh situation, Josh told the CEO and said, we're going to get Arsenio to do TOEIC because he's actually the best one here in regards to TOEIC. This was five years ago, right? Guys, now I'm doing TOEIC webinars and I have TOEIC courses. <laughs> but he said, no, that's not a good idea because the students don't want a black teacher. And I'm like, what? And it's crazy because one of the other ladies who actually worked there at the time, and she was very, very nice. She was like, oh yeah, we have a TOEIC class. And I'm like, you understand, like I made a TOEIC video on YouTube. And now to that day, I think that TOEIC video has like 15,000 views. Uh, and she really wanted me to teach TOEIC. She's like, okay, yeah, I know, I know. I'm really gonna try to get you in the class. And I'm like, what's the problem here? They were like, oh yeah, well, our students just don't want a black teacher. And so that was the nature of Thailand. Okay, and this was Bangkok. This wasn't some upcountry, you know, in the boondocks place. No, this was Bangkok. And so you can imagine why the staff turnover was at such a high ratio because that's that type of stuff right there. And so I'm fortunate enough that, you know, one of the students who I was actually teaching at the time, uh, I'm still friends with her to, to you know, to today, she's an epidemiologist. Um, and she is out here. Unfortunately, she just got COVID over the last couple of days, but she's the one that directed me in a way over the past four days with my medical emergency. And it was just bloating in my intestines. My digestive system had been, has been terrible lately, but she's the one that said and directed me saying, okay, don't do this. Don't do that. Okay. Get a second opinion because I think that doctors after, you know, he wants to give you a surgery on your appendix so he can make money from it. I bet you nothing's wrong with your appendix. And to be honest with you, the result was nothing was wrong with my appendix. Welcome to Thailand. But um, anyway, staff turnover. When you're going to go into a job or you go into a job and, you know, you're not always going to have, you know, a job where everyone is there for more than five years. Right. I was working at a dental office where th there was one dental assistant. She'd been there for 10 years and the front office staff had been there for like 25 years. Uh, but the dentist was actually one of the biggest, you know, tool bags in the world. He was like a, just a complete ass, <laughs> you know. Um, so it's not always the case. But if the staff turnover, if there are people who are continuous, continuously coming in and out, in and out, in and out, it shows that that place is no good, period. Okay. Now, F makes business sense, okay? From a business perspective, it makes sense, but from a personal perspective, maybe not. And G, morale, those are like the values, like the, you know, for basically, you know, the distinguishing between right and wrong in human affairs. So what we have are definitions, okay? So to sum these up very quickly, again, link to root cause of overwork, performance-related pay, staff turnover, makes business sense, and morale. Our definitions are doing too much work, that means overwork. Is good for the company, makes business sense. Principal reason for morale, okay? Connected to, linked to. Money for getting better, what is it? Money for getting better results, that's performance-related pay, okay? People joining and leaving a company, that's staff turnover. And positive and negative attitude. So, oh, as a matter of fact, I think positive and negative attitude is morale. And principal reason for is the root cause of. There it is. So, huh, I gave you the words. I gave you the definitions. Let's go over some of these. Stress is always a bad thing. Is stress always a bad thing? Not necessarily. Sometimes stress, if you are stressed to the point where it creates creativity, 
it could end up pushing you. Let me give you an example. Last year, when COVID happened, I was stressed, but I had no action behind my stress. Luckily, I had a transformation coach at the time, um, you know, that helped me get over a lot of things within my mind. And I did a lot of different things in terms of personal development, life coach, and all that stuff. She guided me through that. And I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, and so what I ended up doing is like at the beginning of January, the shutdown had happened again and the stress level was up again. But then I acted on that stress because it bred, it bred creativity. I had one low hanging fruit. It was an international school student. I wanted his mother to pay me directly. She did. And I was like, oh my God, you have kept me afloat. Now I don't operate at a sense of stress anymore. I'm just creative, very, very creative. And I see that because I get, I get inquiries about my business and what I offer with my webinars, my courses, my, my online coaching, my classes, all these different things, uh, my memberships. And I get these because obviously I have produced to a point where I pump so much value out on the market that I am the number one in the market in regards to ESL learning because everything is very actionable as opposed to obviously bringing a very beautiful girl onto YouTube and her getting 3.1 million views. And she's like, oh, let me teach you how to use could, would, and should. It's ridiculous, right? So in saying that, being stressed to the limit can be good if it breeds creativity. If it doesn't, and you're just constantly stressed making, waking up, asking yourself how to make ends meet, that is a big problem. So work-related stress can cause health problems. Absolutely. When my job got shut down last year, I was absolutely terrified. But guess what? When it got shut down again this year in April, as well as the company that I had been teaching at for a long time, you know, not for a long time, for a couple of months, I said, well, you know what? I'm going to look at this as one of the best moments of my life because I believe that something's going to happen in a way that I am going to be able to learn how I can generate and create my own economy to have a pandemic-proof business online. And because of this shutdown and this ensuing shutdown, that's going to last probably well into either January or March of next year uh, or in between, obviously, February. Um, by the time that opens back up and by the time everything opens back up in the world, I'm going to be able to start flying around giving business presentations. Lots is going to happen over the next X amount of months and especially years because I created that economy while everything was shut down, I used my creativity instead of using my stress saying, oh my God. And you know, unfortunately out here in Thailand and you know, the likes of Pattaya, people are sitting on the beach looking for food handouts. I would never wanna put myself in that position. I would always wanna say, you know what? Uh-uh, uh-uh, I am my own economy. I exist within an economy. I am not going to allow external circumstances to control what I am doing right now and neither should you. So bad management is the main cause of stress. Absolutely. You have no idea. When I started getting chest pain, anytime I went to my job that I had quit, uh, quit like mentally December of 2017. Uh, last time I was there, it had to be like maybe around early February of 2018. And I never, obviously never went back. But over the last three months, I would have chest pain going to this job because geez, you have no idea. The teachers were toxic. 
the front office staff had their perception of uh, perceptions of me based off ridiculous stories. The manager was two-faced. The older man was saying, oh, I'm not going to give you any class because I don't think you're as good as you say you are. You should only teach beginner. I said, enough is enough. I'm done. I'm done with these racist ass beings and these people putting me in a box based off their perception, which is all bullshit. And I took that big leap. And so that, uh, you know, when I was getting that chest pain, that was basically angina. I would get anxious. I hated being in that side of Bangkok, which is also known as Rangsit. Those people are just so backwards and I don't know why, but they're sick. But I was able to overcome a lot of that cynicism, bigotry, racism by leaving, by saying, you know what, I deserve better. And I know a lot of you out there deserve better. So with bad management at work, I know what's gonna end up happening. This is gonna happen. And if you think that is good enough for you, by all means, go on and continue. But if you believe you deserve more, and I know you do, please make that decision. You know, so reducing stress costs companies money. I don't know if that's true or false, but I know that if your employees are stressed, it will reduce the performance. So, and I'm going to get into this last one. It's easy for companies to reduce stress. I absolutely believe so. You know, even at my job, if people are stressed, luckily I work at a tutorial center where I'm never stressed. Uh, I put my foot down and, you know, I finally said, probably back in 2019, you know what? I'm not going to wait around for classes anymore. And plus you guys don't pay me what I'm worth. 2020 came around. I realized that the boss was absolutely not for me whatsoever and did not care about me. So when it came into 2021, I'm like, you know what guys do not give me work over this amount because I just do not give a damn. And I, I believe that this is an absolute waste of time. So now that I've done that, I believe that you know, I have a sound economy within me to the point that every single day I'm making sales online to help people take them to the next level, to spur them on to success, right? And because I am so great at that, I am the top 1%. So I've now created my own econ economy and ultimately I'm going to be able to help other people create their economy by bringing them onto my team. You see what I mean, people? We do not want to rely on someone else to generate our money. You have to have a backup plan. And if you haven't learned anything since March of last year when everything had emerged, we, cannot, we can no longer just be that person that says, oh, I'm just, gonna hap I'm just gonna have life happen to me. No, it's happening for you. So if you're stressed financially, you know, in regards to your mission, maybe your health, maybe your mental health is declining. When are you going to say and get on YouTube and say, okay, mental health, how to overcome this, how to overcome fear, Brendan Bouchard, Eric Thomas, whatever it is, or even listening to this podcast or even reaching out to me and say, man, Arsenio, man, I'm having problems with stress. Well, okay, let's get on a free consultation call. Arsenio, is this about English? No, this is about life. Let's just get on a free consultation call and let's talk about what's going on. And so, I mean, all it takes is you asking someone for help or someone listening to you. So in terms of that, people, that's the end of this podcast. There's a lot to dive into more and you guys better stay tuned because there's so much more to get into. I'm your host as always, over and out.